Welcome to the brand new podcast, Stash Talk. We're excited about this new podcast. Kirby Connell, otherwise known as Volley Fingers, will be your host, and I'm Jeff Connell as dad. I'll be your co-host. We want to provide a new and fresh look at the University of Tennessee baseball team through a different perspective. We'll be interviewing the players and coaches of UT baseball and hopefully add some other UT athletes and coaches at times. We plan to have one podcast each week to start with and add another from time to time as we can. The goal of each podcast is for you, the listeners, to get to know our players and coaches a little better throughout this fall and spring. So here we go with Stash Talk. Today being our first podcast, we wanted to start with interviewing Kirby. He'll be, let's say, our guinea pig. As we go through this process, I'm sure there'll be some changes, some tweaks to the system and questions. If after hearing a few podcasts, you have questions you'd like answered, please let us know. You can always contact us at mollyfingers at yahoo.com. So let's get started. Welcome, Kirby. It's good to get this thing going. I'm really excited. Well, after this week, we kind of will trade roles a little bit, but... I want to begin today with telling us, what's your vision with Stash Talk? I wanted to have a way for the UT fans to get to know the baseball players, the coaches, and hopefully other UT athletes. Um, I know you're always on Vol Nation and everyone on there and other fans want to know more about the players than what they see on the field. We want to ask a series of questions that will hopefully help dive into the personal lives of UT baseball players. We have asked fans what they would like to know about the players and have put those into a question format to learn about the player more than just what is shown on the field. So let's get this started. Kirby, tell us about your family. So my father is you, Jeff Connell. Um, And then I have my mom, Kim Connell, and they both live in South Carolina. I have two older brothers, Kevin and Cody Connell. Cody lives in Johnson City with his wife, Heather, and his two little girls, Scout and Sonny. And then Kevin lives in Mississippi and has a girlfriend named Bailey. All right. So a little more about you. Do you have a girlfriend? Yes, I have a girlfriend. Her name is Caden Davison, and we have been together for 16 months. So... I'm a pastor, kind of brings a unique life. So if somebody asked you, where are you from, what would you say? Well, with you being a pastor and me being a pastor's kid, um, I like to say I'm from Johnson City, Tennessee, even though I was born in Savannah, Georgia. I then moved to Gray, Tennessee when I was two, lived there for 12 years, and then my dad, my mom, and I all moved to Butler, Missouri for three and a half years. Then uh, right after football season of my junior year, moved to Blacksburg, South Carolina. And that's where my parents still live now. Um, I am now in Knoxville. Um, and then, so 
if somebody was asking me where I was going home, I'd like I say Johnson City, just because uh, you know I lived there the longest and I got family still there. So one of the questions that we want to give everybody an opportunity to ask is telling us about their high school career, uh, where they went to school, obviously, and clubs, organizations, things you did, other sports. Obviously, you played baseball, but other sports, honors, awards, those kind of things. I started my high school career in Butler, Missouri. Uh, moved there when I was in eighth grade. I played football, basketball, and baseball there for my freshman and sophomore years, and then football for my junior year. I was All-State both years in baseball. We set the school record for the best record and the most district wins. I then moved to Blacksburg, South Carolina after football season. Um, I was All-State both years in baseball and was the 2A player of the year my junior year. I was blessed to set all these records in my high school career um, in Butler and Blacksburg. And I got the opportunity to play with a bunch of great athletes. And then and in Missouri, I was in the National Honor Society. And then in my two years at Blacksburg, I was the Beta Club Vice President. All right. So some point for every baseball player, it begins. So... What was your first baseball memory? I think my first baseball memory um, would have to be when I was playing with my brothers in the backyard. Um, so look, Kevin and Cody are both eight and ten years older than me. And so I never really got to play with them, but I got to watch them grow up. Um, I got to go to all their games. Um, I got to be there to watch them grow as a player and as a, uh, and as a brother. So I was able to learn from them and had a lot of their friends who would who would play catch with me and would let me hit with them. Um, but, you know, the first memory that I can think of is Cody throwing me a ball. You're, I'm 18 months and I'm hitting with a big metal bat. And that's just – I see it every single time I go into my grandma's house. I just – it's something that, you know, it just reminds me of, you know, this is how it started and that look at where I'm at now. Well, throughout the process, we will also be doing, maybe you want to call them advertisements or NIL deals, and Chinook Cedary is one of your big ones. Chinook Cedary takes care of the flavor, craft flavors, craft seeds. These sunflower seeds are made from real food and spices, which prove to be healthy and mouth-watering, uniquely created, keeping in mind the interests of all those individuals who are hoping to carry a snack for their taste wherever and whenever they go. These seeds are made from real Parmesan cheese, authentic hatch chilies, which are freshly harvested with a whole lot of whoa. That just might be the best seeds ever. Order Chinook Seeds by using the promo code CURBSTOMP35. You can build your own package today. Best seeds ever. And when you talk about Chinook Seeds, I have bought several of them. And probably my favorite is the Cinnamon Toast. Second favorite would be the Parmesan, uh, but really, really good seats. I have to say my favorite would have to be either the jalapeno pep or jalapeno ranch or the Parmesan pepper. 
All right. So tell us about your travel ball experience. It has been an important part, I'm going to say, for everybody that plays at UT. And so kind of give us your travel ball experience. I began playing travel ball when I was seven years old with the Greenville Marlins. Um, they were, we were a great team. Uh, we had a lot of D1 guys or guys that got drafted out of high school on it, and you wouldn't think of it back then. Uh, then we also we changed to the Knoxville Stars. Um, then I also played with the East Tennessee Select, where we then became the East Tennessee Crusaders, which was the main team that I played with until I moved to Missouri. Um, growing up, we were always in the top ten um, in the nation. Uh, we had a lot of we had a great group of guys from Johnson City and areas around Johnson City. I played with several teams when I first moved to Missouri and then joined the Kansas City Royal Scout team. Um, played with them all over the country, and there were a lot of guys on that team who were in Power Five conferences. And it's crazy, but I still play them on a regular basis. So we got a lot of guys in the SEC, or say we play a team from the Pac-12. You know, I'm still playing these guys that I played with in travel ball. And, you know, there's times where you end up playing with teams um, just on a random weekend. And, you know, I play with some random teams, um, but it's it's just about making relationships. And I finished my high school career of travel ball with the Upstate Mavericks out of South Carolina. Obviously, one of the neat parts – to me, of college sports, especially college baseball, is how guys get to where they're at. And so many different stories from guys that started a JUCO or a certain school was their dream school from day one, and they grew up a fan of that school and ended up there. Uh, yours is a little different than I know there's a lot of different recruiting stories out there for all the guys. And that's, to be honest, one of the things I'm looking forward to hearing is how guys ended up at UT. But tell us your recruiting story. How'd you end up at the University of Tennessee? I was recruited by the University of Missouri to start with. Um, the coach at the University of Missouri was best friends with Coach Vitello, who was at Arkansas at the time. He recruited me at Arkansas, but Coach Van Horn uh, would never make the offer. And so when Coach Vitello got the job at UT, um, the coach from Missouri had sent me his number and was like, hey, you might need to use this. You might need this number in the future. So when Coach Vitello got the job, I sent him a text and told him congratulations. And not even by the end of that day, he texted me back and was like, uh, thank you, and maybe we can get you on a on a visit. Um, maybe we can get you up here in Knoxville, and you can meet Coach Anderson and all the other coaches. So I uh, ended up meeting Coach Anderson that night or when I came on that uh, visit that weekend. And then that next week, Coach Anderson came and watched me and watched me pitch in the, at a game that started at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, stayed the entire game, and he – he made it, I think he made a comment where it was, he's, I think he said, uh, I'm getting too old for this. And, uh, I mean, I, I was tired and I was, uh, 16, I think. And I know, I know it was extremely, 
um, tiring for him to just sit there and watch me throw. But I remember I remember the day when Coach Vitello uh, made the offer. I was sitting in a campground um, with my grandparents and my and my dad. We were sitting in the car, and we we had an idea because Coach Vitello was like, "Hey, give me a call later." And we were like, "Okay, well, something's got to be up." Um, so Coach Vitello ended up making the offer, and that was the best part of my day. And you know, it made a it was a life changing moment um, just to be able to accept the offer and you know be able to come to Knoxville and play for the best coaching staff. Okay, a couple of follow up questions. So you grew up in Tennessee. Coach Vitello really did not even know that at the time because uh, he just assumed you had been in Missouri for a while. Uh, really, I don't think knew that you had that background when he was recruiting you at Arkansas. So did you grow up a Tennessee ball fan? No, I was a Georgia Bulldogs and Florida State Knowles. Okay. So interesting the the call that Coach Vitello made. I still have that video because we knew knew something was happening. And for some reason I just got my phone out and began to video it. So I still have that on my phone even and transfer it every time. So I've still got that video. Not too long ago, went back and listened to it. Uh, but just kind of a side note, I know one of the big questions everybody wants to know and be different, I think, from each player's perspective. So what is it like for you to play for Coach Vitello, Coach Anderson, Coach Elander, and kind of your connection with each one of those guys? So all of our coaches, um, they they have their own side of uh, a fiery to them. Um, but you know, being able to play for all three of them is amazing. Uh, like I said, when I made when I made that acceptance to come play here, it was a life changing moment. And I get here to play for these coaches, and you know they're they're there to help you every single day. Um, doesn't matter what it is, they want what's best for you and what's best for you on the field and what's best for you off the field and how they can make you a better person. And so, you know, just being able to play underneath those three guys and, you know, all the other coaches that, that are on the coaching staff is, you know, they're here for a reason. Um, they're here not only to make us better players, make us uh, better, better men, but to, you know, we all have a goal and um, you know, some people's goal might be different, but, um, we all have that same team goal and overall we're trying to achieve it. So, you know, just being able to play underneath all of them is amazing because, you know, they're all, we're all pulling from the same side of the same side of the rope and, uh, we're all, we're not pulling against each other. We're, we're pulling for each other. I know most of you ultimately, if you had your choice would just be at UT playing baseball, but that is not reality. You have to go to school, and as you will will know, you know you got to ultimately try to get a degree. Hopefully, get a degree is the goal for every one of you. But uh, what's your major? I am studying public administration. 
Okay. So what do you want to do with your degree? Overall, I want to play baseball as long as possible. Um, I know you'll we'll hear that from all the athletes that we will um, that will be on Stash Talk. But there is life after baseball. So what I want to do with my degree is I want to coach. I still want to be involved in sports. Uh, doesn't matter what it is. I just want to be involved, either coaching or you know maybe getting to, into an athletic director spot. Um, that would be my goal within the next five to 10 years is, you know, maybe get into an athletic director spot. One of your really interesting deals is better mattress. A good night just got better. They're an Knoxville business where locally handcrafted means a lot. They personally design and work with local manufacturers to handcraft their better mattress line. These products are only offered in better mattress stores, whether you're a D one athlete or just needing a good night's rest for a full day tomorrow. See Better Mattress. Multiple locations around Knoxville. Tom Kirby sent you. Better Mattress. Moving into a little bit different section. You've been there three years. Academically, you are a senior. Athletically, uh, you are a junior. Have at least one more year this coming year and then could come back for another year. So you have been blessed over the last three years to have an incredible time to be able to play at University of Tennessee. This past year, number one ranking almost the whole season didn't end quite like you guys wanted it to end. And then summer comes along, 10 players are drafted, uh, two of them finally run out of eligibility and everybody jokes that they've been here for 20 years, uh, but Redmond and Luke have moved on with life and have to replace, to some extent, every fielding position. So got back a lot of pitchers, all three, well, really all four starters, uh, the weekend rotation and uh, Xander on weekday. Don't know if he'll still continue to have that role. And a lot of bullpen guys, uh, you coming back, Camden, making his decision this past week to come back. But tell us a little bit about the last three years, what it's like having played, and to some extent your expectations for 22-23. So, you know, being a part of the last three years um, here at Tennessee has been amazing. We, we've exceeded everybody's expectations for us as a team um, and individuals. Um, you know, they, people in, people in Knoxville, uh, before coach Vitello and them got here, they didn't think that they had a team. They didn't even think that Tennessee had a baseball team. And, you know, that's something that the coaching staff has tried to do is, you know, tried to make a statement and be like, Hey, we, we're here to compete at any level. Um, doesn't matter what it is. And, you know, that's just something that they've done is they've, their recruiting has gone out and. They're trying to get the best guys that can help us win and help us be successful as much as possible. So, you know, we've had a lot of guys come and go, um, had a lot of guys get drafted in the past three years, even if it uh, shortened round. But we, you know, it's something that we've had a lot of guys go in and out. Um, and it's it's shown that, you know, this is 
this is a this is where people want to play. People want to come here to play for play for this coaching staff, and they want to they want to make a difference here in Knoxville. And you know, we last year was you know a really good team. We didn't end it. We didn't end the season how we wanted it to. But um, like we say, it's it's what's your next step? Um, what are you gonna do next? So you know, the coaching staff lost all these guys. Lost ten guys to the draft this year. Um, Evan Russell signed, so eleven total. And, you know, that's a lot of people. You usually don't have that many people go to a draft in one year. So the coaching staff had to go out. We had to recruit a lot. We had to get a lot of guys from the transfer transfer portal. And we had to get a lot of guys uh, who just wanted to get locked in and, you know, get part of this culture here in Knoxville. So, you know, and it also helps with having some of the freshmen come back. You know, our freshmen made an impact last year on the team. I know we had a lot of guys uh, like Burns, um, Burns, Beam, Burke, Simo. Um, we had a lot of guys that, that really helped. And, you know, just being able to have them back and being able to get a lot of guys coming in is, is something that's that's going to be amazing. Um, I don't know what exactly what our, what our expectations are for this year. Um, we all have different goals individual goals but we all have one team goal and that's you know to be able to hoist that trophy up at the end um but you know it's it's just what 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 can we do next to help us in the future so being an athlete at any major school especially tennessee means more than just baseball so what has been your greatest non-baseball moment so far at UT? Um, I think it would have to be, uh, I was at this meet and greet in Tennessee and this lady came up and she had this box and I was like, okay, what do we, what do we got in a sign? She walked up and opened the box and it was a cake. And I mean, this was the, it was a picture perfect sculpture of me. Um, there's a picture of me holding it right beside me and it looks exactly like me. I got the mustache. I got the tea on my hat. I got the writing on my glove and this lady did a, it was, did an amazing job. Um, her name is Vicki Davis and you know, this cake looked exactly like something off the of food network. Um, but you know, that was probably one of the greatest non-baseball moments. I have another one. Um, I was part of an organization called Vol leaders here in Knoxville. It's a uh, it's a class for student athletes to get to to get to work on their leadership skills. Um, so in the fall, in the fall semester, we are working on all different types of leadership skills and learning in the classroom about that. Then the second semester, you go into like the uh, indoor facility and you work on um, making some games, how you're able to use those leadership skills that you learned in the first semester and put them to work in the second and you will use those games for your uh, your summer trip, which my cohort, we took a trip to Belize, and that was the best best trip of my life. Um, I'll, that's, something I'll, so that's one week that I will never forget. And just being able to go there and, and do anything that I was told to do and, you know, have fun with it. And so, you know, just being able to go to Belize and use my leadership skills and use my sport as a vehicle to – um, you know, just to be able to work with the kids there and 
work with the programs there and, you know, do anything, do anything necessary. One of the big parts of it is fans want to know something they don't know. And I, I get that. So what is something fans would not know about you? Just by looking at me, um, you wouldn't think I'd be able to do this, but I can actually do a backflip. I have a video proof, so if anybody doesn't believe me, I will gladly show you that I can do a backflip. I have done two in my life, all in the time span of five minutes, and I have never done one since. But I can do one on the on like a diving board or a trampoline, and it, it scares mom, so she doesn't even like me doing it into water, so... There's no shot she'd let me do it on land again. When you get to campus, I don't know that anybody is prepared for what it's like to be a Power 5 athlete. The hours of training, the schooling, everything that comes with it from trying to make sure you keep your grades up to all of you know, the practices and workouts and all the stuff that you guys do. So there has to be some downtime. So what do you do in your free time? A group of us will, will go play golf. Uh, we'll go play a round of nine. We'll go play a round of 18. Um, maybe even go to the par three course here in Knoxville. But it's really just for us to get around, get away from baseball. Um, you know, we have, we spend so much time working on, our pitches, working on our hitting and stuff like that. It's just being able to get away from baseball and relax. So we, a lot of us will go and play play around a round of golf. So what's your best round? I have shot a 72, and in the month of July, I hit a hole-in-one. All right. Playing in the SEC, and I know that was your goal growing up, was to play with the best, against the best. And don't know that you really had a particular school, but you wanted to play in the SEC. And probably we could go school by school by school by school in the SEC, and you could name one great competitor on each team. But if you had to name one, who is the toughest competitor you played against? I'd have to say my toughest competitor would have to be Dylan Cruz. Um, from LSU he is just a guy that you know every single day he's trying to get better Um, even though he is he will go in the top five picks this next year but he is he is a guy that just gets out there and you know he wants to do what's best for him what's best for the team and so you know every time he gets in the box he's going to compete he's going to do anything uh, to get on base or you know drive in a run but you know he's just one guy that you know he's never backing down Um, to anything he'll always he'll get in there and fight it um, face first so every man has one of these what's your dream car my dream car would have to be a chevrolet 2500 or a chevrolet silverado but i want it souped up to the max Um, i want all new wheels and tires i want you know light bars i want everything on it so then the question comes, what do you drop? A 2017 Toyota Tacoma, um, American edition. 
So if you came down and you had to describe the best gift you ever received, what would it be? Well, I was, I was, the best gift I was given was my truck that I have. My grandfather gave me my truck, but you know, I have two others, which would have to be when I first got my original Bible. So the first Bible that was ever given to me. And then the next one would be my high school graduation Bible, um, which was given to me from you as a pastor and as my dad. And, you know, I, we still have the first Bible that I have. It's at my house in South Carolina and my Bible, my high school graduation Bible, I still use to this day. So, I mean, that's just something that's always made an impact on my life. And, you know, I use it every single day. Baseball is made up of, sometimes I even refer to them as freaks. Uh, Throughout coaching, I have seen some guys do some weird stuff. I know when we went on the run in Missouri, so people don't know, I was your varsity head coach both years in Missouri. We went on a run, and I think we won 17 consecutive ball games. And we had guys that wore the same underwear the whole time or wouldn't wash their socks or wouldn't do this, that, or the other. So baseball is full of superstitions, and everybody has them. I don't know that I've ever met a guy that didn't have them to some extent. People will say they're not superstitious, but they do the same things over and over. And looking at last year's team and – To be honest, between the two of us, we could probably go through the entire lineup and talk about the things that each player did, either when they were getting ready to pitch or when they were getting ready to hit. So what are your superstitions or things that you do consistently before every game or before you pitch? I have to say I wear the same clothes. Um, Doesn't matter what game. Um, just depending on if we're wearing gray or if we're wearing black or if we're wearing white or orange. Um, but I have to wear the same clothes. I have to put them on the exact same way. Um, so that's just inside the locker room. Outside on the baseball field, I have uh, many superstitions. I do the same throwing program, um, like warm-up program before, right before I throw. When I get on the mound and I'm about to – Right before I'm about to pitch and the catcher has thrown it down, I'll take my hat off and I'll say a quick prayer. And then I'll adjust my uniform and then I'll draw a cross on the mound. Um, doesn't matter how big or how small it is. I just know that God's got a plan for me and he knows how everything's going to work out. So whenever, you know, maybe if I come out in the next inning and somebody's wiped over my cross, just draw another one and right back on it. And I do a lot of, you know, I'm I'm big on superstitious. I do a lot of things. Um, there's just so many things I, I do. Um, it's just too many things to to say. But you know, I do a lot of things um, before, after a game, um, everything. So all all the time leading up to the game is, you know, there's a lot of superstitions. Just because if it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right, let's move on. What's your favorite baseball movie? Moneyball is my favorite baseball movie just because um, in the movie and how they act in the front office of the athletics is, is I think of how they act in the, uh, in the front office of many MLB teams. And so that's just think that's, 
that's how it's going to be is, you know, kind of base it off of Moneyball. So we've talked about early on, but in your playing career, but who was your biggest influence or supporter in becoming a baseball player? Uh, I'd have to say my brothers. Um, brothers, just because I got to watch them grow up and I got to watch them play. Um, or just or my parents, you know, just giving me the opportunity and, and helping me get to where I am now and, and, you know, just being able to be there and support me in everything I do. It's interesting when you talk about the brothers part because uh, there were so many other guys that played with them and just allowing you to hang around. Coach Rob Hoover at Boone allowed you to be a part of the program and even one time you snuck your way in. Uh, There's a little hole in the fence that only you could get through and you snuck your way in and literally in the middle of a varsity game, warmed up. You must have been seven or eight at the time and had your full catcher gear on and warmed up a pitcher getting ready to go on the mound uh, in the middle of a varsity game. And Coach Hoover come around the corner and looked and saw who you were and um, just let loose on his team, told you to get out of there. Uh, I'll even add to that when Kevin went to the Citadel to play and the coaching staff at the Citadel allowing you to go out there and snag fly balls when they were taking BP before the game and being bat boy and, and all of that. So I know all that kind of influenced you and, and the experience. So a lot of, a lot of big moments in UT baseball over the last three years. But if you had to bring it down, what has been your favorite moment playing for Tennessee baseball? There are three moments, um, you know, being able to be a part of this for three years here at Tennessee. Um, COVID shut us down first year. But, you know, being able to be a part of Drew Gilbert's walk-off against Wright State in the regional, um, my sophomore year in 2021. And then being able to win the SEC championship game against Florida, just being able to come in and, you know, have the opportunity to throw. And then my last one would be being able to throw against Campbell in the regional this year. Um, just, you know, having being able to have the coaches trust me and just know that I can come in and, you know, get the job done and get the next guy. And probably sum it all up with 2021 just going to Omaha. Again, didn't didn't go the way you wanted, but as a baseball person, that was just an unreal experience to be there and and be a part of that. So I know that uh, every player, every parent that had a part of that uh, will definitely be remembered for years to come. So when it comes down to interaction with just Vol fans, and I know that's something you do on a regular basis. You've been blessed with that. And last year's team, well, last three years' team did a great job interacting with fans and kind of just standing back and watching you guys at times. But if you had to have a particular interaction with a ball fan that stands out to you, what would it be? I've had a lot of interactions um, with ball fans. Um, I always try to make myself available to fans, especially the young, younger ones. 
just because, you know, when I was young, I always wanted to get autographs and I always wanted to meet these players. But there are two of them that stand out to me. Uh, I remember walking to the bullpen one day and this little kid, he yelled, Bali. And I was like, what in the world? I've never been called Bali any, by anybody. And so I kind of turn around. He yells it again. I look up and he's standing on the deck and he's just smiling, waving his arms, you know, just really trying to get my attention. And I just thought that that was that was awesome. And then the second one is uh, right before the playoffs this year, um, a few of us and a few of my teammates went to East Tennessee Children's Hospital. Um, there, That was definitely a life changing experience just to be able to meet the patients, the staff that worked so hard there to get these children and to make sure that these kids have the best day of their life every single day. Um, that was just something that changed my life and, you know, changed. It really, it really made an impact on my life that day. That was, um, an unreal day was blessed to be a part of that. And just watching you guys interact with the patients there. And, uh, I, I don't think I'll ever forget uh, you and and uh, Evan holding the little baby and just seeing what some of those kids were going through and their families were going through and the impact you guys made and and even the staff. I can't imagine what it's like to to work there every day and um, but incredible staff. So you're most delicious NIL deal is ham and goodies. Tell us about ham and goodies. At ham and goodies, they believe that all things should be made with lots of love and butter. There are three locations and they're always coming to a town near you through their cookie trucks. Um, you can't beat their lemon cookies. They are to die for best things I've ever had. Um, you can pick up your cookies in Knoxville or at the cookie trucks near you, or you can order online. If you order online, please use the promo code Kirby35. Yeah, a few weeks ago, we were in Johnson City celebrating our two granddaughters' birthday parties. Kind of did them both on the same day. And uh, Ham and Goodies was there in gray. And so you and I ran over, got some pictures made with the Ham and Goodies cookie truck and picked up some cookies. My favorite is the strawberry ones. But uh, the lemon was really, really close. But my favorite's the strawberries. I know almost everybody else's is the lemon. Ham and goodies is some really good cookies. So, when it's all over, and at some point, as you said, uh, whether it's after this year or whether it's after next year, uh, your career at UT will be over. And... What do you want to be remembered for? What do you want your legacy at UT to be? I think I just want to be the guy that people remember as someone who left the program better than they found it. So like I said earlier, you know, the guy, the coaches, they came here and they wanted to make an impact in Knoxville and they wanted to make an impact in the SEC. And that's just something that we have done in the past three years is we've changed every single year. Um, the culture just keeps getting better and better and, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, we're trying to make an impact and we're trying to, you know, do what's best for us and what's best as a team and as a, as a university. So, you know, just being able to come back to games 
um, whenever my time is done here, being able to come back to games and, you know, people be able to know who I am and know, know me as, hey, that guy was definitely, he is what changed this program. And, you know, just being able to be a part of that is something that, you know, it was amazing to be a part of. So in your three years there, you play with a lot of really good players. That's obvious by the number that have been drafted. And it's interesting every day through Twitter and others just seeing their pro careers pop up and things they did and, you know, the success that they're having. So what teammate would you pay to watch? I have two of them. The first one would be Ben Joyce, and the second one would be Garrett Crochet. Uh, both of them are electric arms, and I got to watch Crochet throw. Uh, my freshman year was his junior year in 2020 when COVID happened, so I only got to watch him throw for four innings. Um, but I got to watch Ben grow as a person and as an athlete uh, just because you know I saw him when he was at his low when he had Tommy John surgery. And then I saw him when it, when he was at his high, when, you know, he was the most known college baseball player in the nation, uh, just because he hit 105. Um, he's not that good, but, um, you know, I'd still take him deep. But, you know, that's just, those are two guys that I would, I would love to pay. To that, that is some big talk because would you really want to get into better spots with him throwing? Oh yeah, I would. I would love to. You know, just because I'd make him laugh when he gets on the mound. Yeah, but you so don't want 105 going wild, wild on you. He'd probably hit me. So that's that's just. I'd have to call an ambulance first. Okay. Uh, next couple of questions. Probably a little more of the deeper questions that we have. So we've talked about who motivated you to play. You had to describe one person who would be your hero. My grandfather would be my hero just because, uh, you know, I got to witness him um, share his love and his faith of, of, of Jesus with his grandkids, his sons, and his great grandkids. Um, you know, when when his time was with us, but you know, I got the you know he was always there for us. Uh, you know he. He was always with me when I was playing travel ball, when I was always staying in Atlanta. You know, he was always there. Him and Grandmama were with me. And, you know, it didn't matter how hot it was or how cold it was. He was always there to support me in everything that I did. And that's just something that I want to do is I want to be able to grow up. And, you know, I, I just want to be like him one day. So the next probably is the deepest question we ask. So everybody is, if, if you're a D1 athlete, you're passionate on the field, but everybody has passions off the field. If you could solve one or two world problems, what would they be and why? I think I would like to solve ALS. Um, I got to witness ALS hurt somebody that, you know, that was close to me. I saw what ALS did to Tony and you know, I got to witness what it did to him just from my freshman and my sophomore season. Um, you know, my freshman year, Tony was Tony was walking around and, you know, he was cheering on Chad and then come back the next year and Tony's in a wheelchair. And that's that's how Tony has to get around is, you know, he has to be in a wheelchair. That's that's 
that's the only thing that's, you know, getting him where he needs to go. And, and that was just something that kind of like broke my heart. It was like, Hey, this is something I don't think anything's ever happened like this to anybody this close to me. So, uh, you know, being able to, uh, end that would be awesome or just be able to make it go away would, would be awesome too. So you have done a lot of stuff with Garza law firm. Tell us about Garza. If you're looking for a lawyer that always has your back, try Garza Law Firm. Since their inception, a major focus of the Garza Law Firm has been to give back in ways that make a meaningful and positive difference in their surrounding community. Garza Law Firm is committed to this fundamental belief, and their attorneys approach community service with the same level of energy and integrity found in their legal practice. Marcos Garza at Garza Law Firm has an office in Knoxville, and soon we'll have an office in the Tri-Cities. Garza Law Firm, always by your side. So each player or coach that comes on Stash Talk, we're going to have a bonus question that is just for them. A lot of the questions will be the same for everybody, but one question just for them. And so yours is, being our guinea pig, how did you get the name Bolly Fingers? I got the name Bolly Fingers from a radio show, um, the Tony Basilio show, and it it happened to be, you know, I think I was I was um, I was being talked about on the show, and this guy called in, and he was like, "This guy looks exactly like Raleigh Fingers with the mustache, but he plays for the Vols, so why don't we just call him Bolly Fingers?" And you know, that was just something that stuck with me, and you know, my family took it and ran. And, you know, we've we've made a lot of shirts and, and hats and stuff. And, you know, that people, it's just cool to be known as Volley Fingers now. You know, some people will joke around about it. But, you know, it's just it's just a nickname that people call me. And I think it's awesome. So how'd you end up with the handlebar mustache, the long hair, all the stuff that is your brand now? I've always had long hair growing up. Um, but... You know, I started growing a mustache my sophomore year and started getting a little long. So I started messing around with like trying to curl it up. And Revin Walsh was like, if I get you some mustache wax, you know, we'll try to curl it up as much as possible. And so time went on and, you know, I started to be able to started it started to grow and I was able to, you know, make it make it twirl. And, you know, that was just that's just how the brand started is. You know, just because two guys were messing around with a mustache and, um, you know, it all started with some mustache wax. I know the answer to this, but I'll ask it because everybody else wants to know. How do your mom and your girlfriend feel about the hair and the mustache? Honestly, if they could cut it off, they would. Um, if they could cut it off in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping, they would definitely do that. But um they love me so much that they wouldn't do that but they still hate it all right so we're going to close out every stash talk with a final section part of the motive behind doing this is to not only give you but all the players the opportunity to share their nil deals hopefully use those to help pay for their education maybe add some new nil deals in the process so we'll give everybody the opportunity and today you being the guest tell us about your nil deals 
So I have uh, Garza Law Firm. I have TLD Logistics, Better Mattress, Ham and Goodies. Um, you're able to buy shirts at the Vol Shop and Alumni Hall with hats. And then I have Chinook Cedary. And then as a family, we have started to sell shirts, jerseys, hats, and all that is available. Um, if you just want to contact us through our social media, um, we will get back to you with you know, whatever we have. So give us your social media handles or names and how people can get in touch with you or follow you. You can follow me, um, Kirby Connell 35 on Instagram, or you can follow Volley Fingers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thank you for opening up your life today. Anything else you want to add that we missed or anything about Stash Talk? No, I just want to say thank you uh, for starting all this and uh, can't wait to see what the future has for us. Um, if, if a few fans want to want to have any specific players on here or coaches on here, um, just email Volleyfingers or if you have any specific questions you want us to ask. I hope you enjoyed Stash Talk today. We'll have a new Stash Talk every week. Join us, tell your friends about it, and we look forward to hearing feedback from you. Tell us what you like what you don't like as we go through this new endeavor. And join us next week for Stash Talk.